Welcome to That's Good Sports Podcast. I'm Brandon Perna, joined by Will Keys. Hi, Will. What's up, Brandon? Who are you rooting for in Game 2 of the World Series on Fox? Game 2 of the World Series, I am rooting for the Dodgers. Um, I think Boston sports fans are just – they're spoiled. You don't even – like, I think every sports – Sports fan base sucks. Like once it once you get into it, they're all they're all shitty. Correct. Uh, I don't think Boston's so much. I don't think they're worse than others. All I'm oh. saying is they have been spoiled, freaking rotten, and I am sick of seeing them win. You'll get no argument from me. Uh, I completely agree. This is uh, this is up there for me uh, with Seahawks Patriots back in 2014. That was the original. Alien versus Predator championship where uh, whoever wins, we all lose. So, yeah, I, I, I guess I'm rooting for the Dodgers, but it's really just rooting against the Red Sox. It'll be interesting because by the time this podcast uploads, game two will be over. So, yes, um, this will be and it will be one one. Bold call. Bold call. Well, today and I'm going to look really stupid. Today, Will and I are going to talk about football. This is mostly a football podcast. Uh, probably half the first half will be the Broncos. Second half will be NFL stuff. A lot, I mean a lot, to digest uh, with Broncos news and a, a bunch of crazy NFL trades. Uh, and Will will finish off his hate list. So the last episode, he gave us the first five of ten people he hates, basically, in the NFL. And just to be clear, when Will came up with the idea, I said, yeah, we could do teams or, you know, players or things we hate. And Will just went straight players he hates. Just it's really true. singled people out. Wanted to point uh, finger at <laughs> one person. No, I just want to make it clear. I hate far more than 10 players. I, I hate hundreds of players, but I narrowed it down uh, for you listeners to just 10. Which was uh, quite the ordeal, but it, 100 would take too long, I think, some would say. Some would say it would take way too long. That's for another podcast. We could probably how, – how long do baseball games last? One to five hours? Uh, depends. Um, it could be – you know, I think the average one's like uh, three hours and 15 minutes or so. so like a football game, basically? Essentially, yeah, but you never know. It could go 18 innings tonight, and we could be uh, watching the game into into tomorrow, essentially. Hmm. Interesting. I don't like – It's happened. Yeah. We're not getting a tie in the World Series like, uh, like in the NFL. Yeah, lots of ties happening this season. Could see another one this – the Browns, four <laughs> – Four games going to overtime. Is that it? <laughs> I was rooting so hard for uh, Chandler Catanzaro, the Buccaneers kicker, to miss that 59-yarder. And, God damn it, he just snuck it right through the uprights. And I just I wanted to see another tie so badly. Hello, Brandon's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I think everybody was rooting for him to miss a 59-yard kick. I don't even think we thought he could make a 59-yard kick. No, I thought there was no chance, and he proved us all wrong. Cat, do so. not poke my exercise ball that I sit on for my bad back. We, we had previously uh, 
we had your wife, your cat, you, uh, me, my dog was previously uh, on this podcast oh, before we hit record. Dog. Got a full house today. We got a full house. We got wives. We got animals. We've got in your Cats, dog. dogs. Yeah, I get it because we're the animals. But I fucked up the joke. Uh, I get it. Do you, here's a here's a, here's a real question I have for you, and okay. I don't know if you you saw it in the episode uh, of our our recap of all the the football games from the week. But are you getting like annoyed of all of the the sports media outlets just copying each other's memes? Oh, of course. No, I've been annoyed at that for for years now. Uh, no, yeah, that's been that's been going on for a long time. It's like the as soon as you saw like I saw the Baker Mayfield thing live, like right when Catanzaro hit that field goal, and they cut to his reaction right away, and I was like, that's gonna be a gif in fifteen seconds. And sure enough, it was everywhere, probably including that's good sports. But um, you actually did a good job. Uh, I'm, I think. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, my meme, my memes in the video. I never like made it a, an official meme. You know what I mean? Oh, well, what constitutes a meme, really? But I, I like. I think NFL memes just ripped off Barstool's meme. They didn't even try to come up with their own. They just... NFL, NFL memes, I think, might be the weakest memes of the, the four major sports. Although I've never looked at NHL memes. I don't know if they know. I don't know if they had, know what the internet is in most NHL cities and parts of Canada. But I would rank it NBA memes are top, uh, MLB memes – and then NFL memes are a distant third. Third, third place. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, it used to be like NFL memes and then people reposting it. But I feel like over the last year and a half or two years, the like ESPN and Yahoo Sports and Bleacher Report, they're like trying to compete with assholes like me just posting shit like that. <laughs> so they're posting all of them now too as quickly as possible. Oh, yeah, but when you get, like, the great thing about that is, like, the Twitter will always call them out on that, and you'll get, like, a million um, how-do-you-do fellow kids pictures below, like <laughs> Steve, Steve Buscemi with the, holding the skateboard with the backwards right. hat and the, the music band t-shirt on. So the great thing about Twitter is, like, they'll always call them out uh, on, their, on their bullshit, which is quite often. Yeah. No, I mean, when I saw that Mayfield thing happen live, uh, I don't think I thought about it being a meme. I just made a note, like, Mayfield's face when the kicker makes it. Yeah, and well, then, see, my, my brain is so fucked up now that uh, I think in memes uh, yeah. primarily. So when I see stuff like that, I'm just – all I can think about is, like, how long it's going to take to be on the internet, which now it's like – I joked about instantly. 15 seconds, but it – it's probably no. about a minute. No, people are like they're just pulling that shit. No, they're they're wizards. I have no idea how they do it, uh, but they find a way. They are they are there to to meme to meme and meme <laughs> only. But I was like, I can't, I can't even make a joke about Baker Mayfield because all of this other crap's already been said, and none of it's really that funny. And if I know me, I'm not going to come up with something funnier. So I just came up with, um, the like the worst meme I could think of for him. Oh, you did your best, and that's what counts, you know? right? It's about but, effort. Uh, it's just my pet peeve of the week, I guess. 
Now, we've got a lot of Broncos stuff to talk about. Uh, sure do. Uh, we'll, we'll just start with Chad Kelly. Everything in Broncos country right now is Chad Kelly related. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was, he was released uh, today, this morning, after yesterday, early yesterday, being arrested for criminal trespassing. Uh, he was at Von Miller's annual costume party, which was cowboy-themed. Not cocaine-themed, like some people made it out to be. But uh, late into Tuesday morning, Chad Kelly found his way uh, into somebody's house in Arapahoe County, uh, entered the premises, sat down on the couch next to a woman and a small child, and began mumbling incoherently until the man of the house uh, attacked him with a, a vacuum tube. Uh, until he exited said house and the authorities arrived uh, and he went into custody without incident. Uh, but it led John Elway and the rest of the Broncos brass to uh, bid him farewell. So RIP Chad Kelly's Broncos career for now, at least. Yeah. I, there's I don't so, see coming back. so many things that I've really wanted to discuss. Uh, first, a Western theme or cocaine theme? Uh, what if it was just a documentary party, Will? No, oh, there's a lot of Western documentaries. Uh, there's a lot of no. Oh, I see. No, you're, no. you're getting at cocaine cowboys. Cocaine yeah. cowboys. I thought you would. I thought it would yeah. register with you. I thought it would register. It took me a second, but now, yeah, I got it. <laughs> People don't know this about Will, but he is a a big movie and TV buff, and it's true. We may be debuting his own podcast very shortly. Yeah, no, I think we will be. <laughs> we'll either, get into that. Either tonight or tomorrow or the next day. We don't know yet. Yeah, hopefully tomorrow. But, okay, uh, now. Get excited. But I think the, the real crime in this Chad Kelly thing is that the people's house that he entered, they did not recognize him. Yeah, now, I, maybe, I was thinking about that too. Maybe it's because he was in a cowboy costume, but mm. his face is a pretty dead – he has a very distinct – Yeah, face. no. Well, he's got one eye right here, he's all, and the other eye is, like, right about here. And I don't know any other human being on the planet uh, who's got a face like that. So I could spot Chad oh. Kelly from a mile away, but Dude, again, that's be, just me. He would be such a, a good bad guy in a Western. <laughs> yeah, he would. Like, with his face, like, with – he, he – if if he doesn't make it back into the NFL, he just needs to go into acting. And yes. on his, his headshots, he just needs to take pictures with cowboy hats. And underneath it, instead of putting his name, Chad Kelly, he just needs to put bad guy. And I'm pretty sure he will get work. He would be a great – yeah, he'd be a great bad guy in a Western. He'd also be a, a great uh, unnamed henchman in like a spy movie where he's got like a generic submachine gun and he misses every shot that he takes at the protagonist. Right. A tremendous henchman. <laughs> yeah. Be spraying bullets all over the place and not one of them would hit the target. And getting in uh, like one Unlike his football career. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how they don't recognize him. Uh, I mean, it's he weird. is a backup quarterback, but he's like got to be the, one of the most famous backup QBs. Yeah, no, he's up there with uh, – I don't know. Like, if if Nathan Peterman got really fucked up and wandered into your house, would you recognize Nathan Peterman? 
Yeah, but only because I've looked at a lot of pictures of Nathan Peterman for all the jokes we've made about him. I, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of jokes about Nathan Peterman, but not a lot of people have like seen his face. No, I like, wouldn't know what he looks like. No, nor a normal could point him out on the street. Yeah, I would. Uh, True, but he has a weird face too. Um, his eyes are very close together. I think. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Something about having some asymmetrical eyes just uh, makes you Should suited be to be a backup quarterback. Not a, yeah, not a starting quarterback. Um, yeah, unfortunate. I mean, it, like I would have recognized him, and then I would have gotten video of Chad Kelly, and then I would have yeah. sold that video to TMZ or the Denver Broncos, depending on who was <laughs> the highest bidder. No, I think you've got the right idea. I would have uh, gotten I would have gotten a really messed up, mumbling Chad Kelly saying, "Welcome to That's Good Sports." <laughs> no that, and yeah you just start your broncos recap that week with that and you're like wow that guy's got a really good chad kelly mask <laughs> yeah but he wouldn't Which have walked sure in, he wouldn't have been able to get into my house oh that's yeah that's the oh, other question well, everybody right? knows you live in a gated community with uh bring security and right. all types of guards uh wandering the perimeter guard. Yeah. So um, no one, yeah, no one could break into Perna Manor. Now the other thing that's emerged from this is like, yeah, you don't listen to local media the way I am force fed to, right. uh, but people have just been like ripping this Halloween party, which has happened every year for, for multiple years and former yeah. players kind of in the media defend it. Uh, but now it's like they, they tried to run with this storyline that, you know, this is not a team that's focused because they went to, uh, they did this Halloween party. And then people are like, why did Chad Kelly even leave the party? Why weren't his teammates looking out for him? It's their responsibility to not make sure he drinks and drives. And like, he, I guess he, he was getting belligerent at the party and aggressive and uh, security was escorting him out, and he broke away from security, ran away from him, and left. Uh, and that there were, like, there was lots of, of measures for people to get home safely, and all this, all this stuff. So really, yeah. Chad Kelly has a a problem consuming whatever the fuck it is he was consuming. Yeah, right. Because um, it wasn't it wasn't alcohol that was in his system. No, well, that that has been refuted as well because ah. the, the police reports for alcohol in your system, um, their default is just no. So they hadn't put in the results or gotten the results. Okay. Which in my episode today, I said the police department should change the default to NA, not available, to avoid this yeah. confusion. Because if you're just an outsider <laughs> looking on it and you don't know how the – the police protocol is for their forms that they fill out. I guess that it can be a little misleading. So there, I hope he was drunk. I hope he was just really drunk. I because too. Uh, to me, that makes sense. To me, I can, I have, I, I went to college. I, I know how drunk <laughs> people can get. And I have had friends who have tried to get into the wrong apartment when they are too drunk. Well, yeah, no, okay, this happened to uh, Ryan Russillo last summer from ESPN uh, yeah. when he was, like, on vacation in Wyoming with his friends. He really fucked up, uh, took all of his clothes off, and then wandered into some person's condo and went to sleep and was a, was promptly arrested for it, which uh, was probably the right call, but 
uh, ESPN didn't release him. So, but then again, he didn't have the history that Chad Kelly does. So, yeah, and well, and that's oranges, some would say. Yeah, well, <laughs> exactly. Um, so, well, I guess we'll see, like, what comes out of the toxology report or whatever. But it has been a weird couple days. And I think yes. the thing that stuck with me is Broncos fans are pretty upset that he's gone. Uh, I think a lot of people believe that <laughs> he was better than Case Keenum. And if the Broncos were out of contention, that we were going to get a look at Chad Kelly and that he honestly might have a, a future as a starting quarterback for the Broncos. Uh, I don't know if that's true or not. But I tend to lean on the side of he had a – I think he had just as good of a chance as Case Keenum does to be a, a starting quarterback in the NFL, uh, even though Case Keenum's already a starter. Like, the, the talent, I think, was there, and that's what makes this whole thing kind of shitty. Yeah, no, that was always kind of the narrative with Chad Kelly uh, since the draft is he was like a first, second, third-round talent. Uh, and the character – questions outweighed the talent which is kind of hard to do for a quarterback especially uh in a league that's so quarterback needy all the time but it turned out uh two years in that the the character issues and flaws happen to outweigh the talent but yeah I think there's no denying that he he had the potential to be uh if not a, like a good starting quarterback at least like a starting quarterback for some period of time and we could have evaluated him but it's just too bad. Like, we'll never get to know, which kind of bums me out. Uh, yeah. At least here. He might get a chance with somebody else, but I don't see it happening anytime soon. No, I think uh, I think he could have been, like, the kind of quarterback who would throw, like, 33 touchdowns and 20 picks every year. <laughs> no, yeah, I think you're exactly right. But also, like, at the end of the game – he, Put something he, together, yeah. He, you, you weren't worried about, like, uh, him having a chance to, to pull it off. Yeah, no, that's uh, – yeah, I'm just – like I said, like, I'm, I'm disappointed we'll never get to see the, the Chad Kelly story truly fleshed out in Denver because I think it's what we all deserved. So It, it really is. It's going to be Case uh, for, for the foreseeable future. It's Case for the rest of this season. Yeah, unless uh, we get some – Kevin Hogan sightings. We'll see him on the sideline this week for sure. Um, but, you know, unless case uh, some injury befalls him, uh, God forbid, he's, he's the guy. Yeah. Now, now you like, you just fully expect the Broncos are going to be drafting a quarterback. The Broncos have to draft yeah, have a quarterback. To. Uh, with yeah, Chad with Kelly, you had the possibility of not drafting a quarterback high, depending on what happened this season. Uh, but now they definitely have to. Yes. Yes. But um, I think we should get into our next segment, which uh, is a carryover from, what was it, two weeks ago, where we debuted this. Very controversial. Very controversial. Very divisive. Uh, A lot of people loved it. A lot of people said it was the greatest thing they'd ever seen in a podcast. Uh, They'd ever consumed in media uh, in their entire time on earth. Other people said it was the worst thing that we've ever done that we should kill ourselves and burn the remains. Uh, Which is hard to do when you're already dead. Yeah, I would have to like arrange that ahead of time. But yeah, you need um, a friend to do it. 
Yeah, a loved one, really. Just like show up to my house tomorrow, <laughs> eleven a.m. with gasoline and yeah. a blowtorch. Yeah, just don't ask questions. Just be there. Surprise! I'm dead. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm talking about worst take. Uh, it's the segment where we uh, where we think of our, our our worst takes and see who has uh, the more convincing terrible take. Uh, so the question for worst take this week is, uh, I'm going to pose this question to you. Should entering someone's house without per- permission even be a crime in the first place? Brandon, what do you think? I'm starting. Yeah, you're starting. Uh, the answer to this question, Will, is a resounding no. It should not be a crime. We need, first of all, we need to get back into a world where neighbors open their doors for each other. We need to live in a country where people welcome somebody obviously in distress into their home. And instead of calling the law enforcement on them, they offer them a glass of water, maybe a pillow to sleep on, maybe some ambient to just knock them out. There's lots of options here. Also, Will, even if it is still technically a crime to go into somebody's house uninvited, uh, how many parties would you have attended if you, if you had to be invited to them, first of all? Second, I'll tell you, Brandon, exactly zero. Yeah. Second, let me throw a couple Wait names a out there for you. And let me, let, let me see if you think this was a fireable offense for Chad Kelly. Let me just throw a few names out there for you, okay? I'm listening. Ben Roethlisberger. Yes. Jameis Winston. Yes. Adrian Peterson. Are you just listing uh, the best uh, Walter Payton Man of the Year awards in the last few years? That's what those three guys have in common. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Well, looks like I am done with my debate. Are you done? Are you done? Are you going to let me finish? Even though I haven't started, am I going to let you finish? You're going to let you're going to finish when I let you. I, I don't know how that makes sense, but I'm going to go. All right. That's what I instruct my dominatrix to say. <laughs> Here's the problem. Chad Kelly entered another person's house without permission, without invitation. And here's the real problem with that. He has not proven himself on the field yet. Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, that bad man Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady, Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, Russell Wilson. They have proven themselves on the field. Chad Kelly has not done that. They have earned the right to enter another person's house without invitation without knocking on the door without ringing the doorbell they can just walk in because they are elite quarterbacks and they have proven their worth in the nfl in the fourth quarter in the nfl playoffs but chad kelly has not and until he does that he is not allowed to enter another person's, person's residence, and I applaud this man for beating him with a vacuum tube, and I applaud this man for calling the authorities. And until Chad Kelly proves that he can be an elite quarterback in this league, he's going to have to sleep at his own house. So you're saying the talent does not outweigh the headache? 
That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Talent to headache scale. I think I did a Colin Kaepernick episode about that before. Yes. Uh, which people have brought up Colin Kaepernick quite a bit in the last couple of days. Yeah. So let's just take an official stance here, Will, and just we will say, we will say Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, indeed. Do what do what you want with that, folks. Yes, say what you will. Do Take what that. you Take want. As that. you will. But I've got just I've got one thing to say to you, sir. That's good sports. We're saying. Yeah. <laughs> you know who used to be a quarterback in this league? Capper. Nick. He he played quarterback at the school I attended. Old Saint Nick. And they they promptly took down uh, all the posters after he started kneeling. Colin Kaepernick. Oh, wow. wow. It's true. It's true. Wow. It's true. Wow. Okay. So uh, we both clearly won that debate. Yep. Uh, Kevin Wait Hogan. Wait in the comments. Tell us, tell us who really won. Kevin Hogan does have the potential to be a Hall of Famer now. Because yeah, he, is, yeah. he is the backup. Andy Reid said some nice things about him too. So Yeah, that's, that helps. Uh, Broncos are playing the Chiefs this weekend on the road. Um, has anybody has anybody uh, said yet that the Chiefs are red hot? Will has anybody mentioned the fact that Patrick Mahomes threw the ball with his left hand on Monday night a month ago against the Broncos? Has anybody? I, 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 I have that's not heard new, that. That's news to me. Will now? Do you think <laughs> the Broncos have a chance to beat the Chiefs on Sunday? Probably not, but here's the thing. Uh, I think they've got a lot of momentum coming off of that 45-10 win against the Cardinals, which we haven't really gotten a chance to break down, uh, and it's been about a week. Um, but we should just – I mean, all we can really say is that just all cylinders were clicking against a really bad team, and it produced the 45-10 victory. Uh, and they've got the advantage of, like, a, the mini-buy, which helps. Um, I think that advantage is probably negated by – having to play on the road in Arrowhead, which is obviously never uh, an easy environment to play in. No. Uh, but that and yeah, – The amenities the amenities there are – No, they're, yeah, no, they're not very good. Uh, that stadium's very old. Uh, but they've also got the advantage of being the only team to have played Patrick Mahomes multiple times, uh, let alone – this is going to be their That's third true. time against Patrick Mahomes. I don't think any other teams played him twice. The Broncos have played Patrick Mahomes more than anybody in the NFL. Yeah, and you could argue that they've gotten better against him uh, every time. Yeah, sort of. Despite um, uh, losing both. Exactly. <laughs> the first time, though, all the starters on defense were done by, like, the first quarter, right? Correct, yeah. Uh, Either physically or spiritually. Yeah, the Broncos injury report came out. There's a – there's a handful of guys on there, like Darian Stewart. Uh, yeah, they do get Adam Jones back. Thank God, Adam Jones. Uh, you'll be happy to learn. Uh, commented on Kendrick Perkins' Instagram post, or no, Stephen Jackson's Instagram post about that uh, fight between Chris Paul and Rajon Rondo between the Rockets and the Lakers because. Uh, if there's anything we need uh, Adam Jones doing, it's getting into NBA fights in addition to NFL fights. I would like I would pay to see that. Yeah. No, I think he said like uh, if that was me, like they would have had to 
find me outside or something like that. Cash me outside. Okay, yeah, that's right. Royce Freeman also did not practice. Right. Uh, he's got that ankle injury. They said it was a high ankle sprain. If that's true, he, he could probably miss quite a bit of time. Yeah, let's hope uh, not. So that leaves us with Royce, I mean, uh, Philip Lindsay and Devontae Booker as the running backs heading into this game. Uh, Shane Ray not practicing, ankle wrist. Jared Valdir still not fucking practicing. Uh, and the new center, they – this is interesting. So they signed a center, right? Nico yeah. Fala, Fala, Falha. Do you, where did he come from? I have no fucking idea. Because he has a concussion already. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, uh, you hate to see that. So, um, Royce Freeman being out, I think, is a big disadvantage for the Broncos offense. Needs to get his head in the game. Uh, because I think – I mean, it's been the same story all year, right? The Broncos have the potential to run, run well much. against the team. If you can keep Patrick Mahomes and that stupid offense off the field, then I think the Broncos have a chance. Uh, can they slow down that de- that can they slow down that offense again? I don't know, especially at home. Question but- though, is it going to be a trap game for the Chiefs because if I'm not mistaken, they have the Rams next week in Mexico City. Ooh, maybe they're already thinking about how to party in Mexico, man. That's my case uh for the Packers against the Rams this week. Is that you know what they say about Mexico City, man? It's yeah, what Cancun. happens there? It's the Cancun of Mexico. There. Well, we're both right. Um, yeah. It's also like 7,000 feet above sea level. Yeah. Which and is that's pretty wild. And that's this. I can't believe the Air Force Academy let Bill Belichick practice there all week last year before oh, the Patriots yeah. went down to Mexico City to play the Raiders. They should have, uh, they should have drone striked him. Yeah, they should have let them practice there, and then oh, yeah, it's a, all of the okay. It's okay for Chad Kelly to walk into some. It's not okay for Chad Kelly to walk into somebody's house, but it's perfectly fine for Bill Belichick to uh, to enter military a military base and practice with the Patriots for a week. Talk about hypocrisy. Yeah, big hypocrisy. Don't like that. Um, so I mean, I don't know. I'll I got to break down this game. I haven't gotten into it yet. Because it is Wednesday night. That's a Thursday, Friday activity. Uh, but here's the, my real – the thing I think we'll, we'll find out is because the Broncos' pass rush the last two weeks has been a lot better, right? Correct. Uh, Against one of the worst O-lines. Exactly. So the last time the Broncos played the Chiefs, I think they could have won that game had their pass rush been a little better and had they been able to actually bring Patrick Mahomes down. Yeah. I want to see if they have a better defensive scheme to bring Mahomes down. Like the secondary, I think did that was like the first game that they did a a pretty good job, um, but they could not get to Mahomes. So that is the one area that you look at and you, you should go, the Broncos do have the talent there to do it. So if anything gives me hope, it's the, the defensive pass rush and hopefully being able to force Mahomes to make some mistakes. He's finally thrown some interceptions. Yep. So maybe he can do some more of that. I don't have, I don't feel good about this game. And then the, the Broncos play the Texans after that. And the Texans defense is playing very good football. 
So uh, right now, I will say I predict the Broncos will not win. Yeah. Without no, Chad Kelly, they don't have a chance. Yeah, and that's the X factor. Um, no, I'm – yeah, I have to agree with you there. Uh, I don't think they're going to get it done. When was the last time they won a 10 a.m. game – or 11 a.m. for you guys game at Arrowhead Stadium? That it, Probably decades. Uh, probably, like I'm sure, like, Craig Morton was the quarterback, and it was back in 1978. But it feels like it's been forever. Certainly not in my lifetime. Um, but, yeah, no, it, it does feel like – and this is weird to say, but, like, it feels like Patrick Mahomes has been a little more human the last couple weeks – which is uh, a bizarre thing to say when he scored 40 points in New England and then 45 against the Bengals. But he started to turn the ball over a little bit, which we said we thought was going to be the case for him this year. And it just took, you know, seven weeks for us to be correct. Right. Uh, We're always about seven weeks behind, give or take. Yeah, it's like it's like daylight savings time, except yeah. uh, seven weeks. Much, much more of a delay. But, yeah, no, I, I think he's like – there were multiple opportunities for the Broncos to, to pick off Patrick Mahomes in the first game. You just wonder like now, like if they capitalize against those, uh, it could be a completely different game. Um, and like I said, they have a little more rest. I don't know if that's a good thing with the Broncos coaching staff that could end up being a, a negative and they could suffer from, you know, paralysis from analysis, but I think it will be probably like a two score loss. Yeah, the the other issue is Kareem Hunt had his coming out party for this season against the Broncos, and he's yeah, been, and he's been good ever since. Yeah, he's been really good since then. Um, I mean, the Broncos did a great job against David Johnson and the mm, absolute zero offensive line in, in Arizona. David Johnson, yep, uh, the greatest fantasy pick in the world. So I can't sit here and say that the Broncos' deep run defense has been shored up since uh, last time because uh, the, the Jets torched him, the Rams <laughs> torched him, Kareem Hunt torched him, and now we get Kareem Hunt again. It'll be interesting to see what Andy Reid's game plan is uh, because I think he will out – call me crazy. He might outcoach Vance Joseph this one. Just this one. Well, guess what, Brandon? You're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so – uh, not high on the Broncos. Let's try to get high on the NFL as we transition to NFL talking. talking it's the most, talking. most natural. Oh, here comes a trend. Comes a transition. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're split screen, so yeah, we really only transition to quarter of the screen. Well, <laughs> a lot of trades happened this week. It tra- when's the trade deadlines? The thirtieth. Yeah, it's 30th? October thirtieth. The day after my birthday. <clears throat> Oh, just, okay. Just throwing it out there. Do just throwing it out there. A gift, Will. And Say no more. Better be cash. Say no more. Literally, say no more about it. I'm tired of hearing it. How much money do your parents have? And how generous are they to strangers? Let's just say uh, you're not going to get anything on your birthday from me. <laughs> <laughs> Except uh, a nice uh, thank you card and happy birthday from me, oh. from my heart. Thank you. Uh, aren't the Nuggets playing your, your, your Kings tonight? That, that was yesterday. Uh, did the Nuggets win? 
Yeah, they definitely um, did. I meant <laughs> to tell you to suck it, Will. Ah, well, we're, Forgot. we're very bad, and we have been for about 12 years. So. Forgot to take the sports jab at you. Yeah, <laughs> you got me, pal. Mm, <laughs> My boy. Kings haven't made the playoffs since 2005, but, you know, that one regular season loss to the Nuggets got me. Yeah, early yeah. week three loss. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, let's start with Amari Cooper going to the Cowboys from the Raiders. And I want to tie this into the Broncos a little bit because everybody in the world has been laughing at John Gruden uh, this season. Including us. After trading Khalil Mack, after signing a bunch of old guys, and now he gets rid of Amari Cooper and gets a first-round draft pick for him. So – that's probably a, a big win for John Gruden. I don't know why on earth the Cowboys would give up a first-round draft pick for a, a guy in his fourth year of his rookie deal. So even if he turns out to be good, he's going to have – like he has to be – he has to finish as one of the best receivers in the league for the Cowboys to justify, one, paying him what he's going to make – in 2019 and or sign him to a long-term deal because if you give away a first round draft pick for a guy who plays for you for a year and a half that's a bad fucking deal unless you win the Super Bowl which the Cowboys are not going to do Uh, that's a take right there but um no when I saw this trade I just saw the Amari Cooper to the Cowboys part and I was like that's kind of a dumb trade for the Raiders. Uh, I don't know about the Cowboys. I'm like, oh, what was it, like a third or a fourth round pick? <laughs> and then sure enough, I check, and it was a first rounder. And my thought process was, you know what? Good for the Raiders for finding the only GM in the NFL uh, that was actually willing to match their asking price of a first round pick. So I, you know what? I've been critical of John Gruden. I think we all have. Uh, but this was a win for him. Uh, Amari Cooper just wasn't producing. Uh, he hasn't really produced since 2016. Yeah, it wasn't and just this got year. Got a first-round pick back for him. Yeah, no, this is, uh, this is a win for the Raiders. And now they have three first-round picks, which um, who knows how the Bears are going to finish out. Uh, we know the Raiders' own pick is going to be pretty high, probably top three. Um, at least yeah it looks like they're doing everything in their power to make it uh, the number one overall pick yeah and the Cowboys we don't know well yeah I think the Raiders could end up with a pick in each of the first 10 so one in the first 10 one well each of the tens one between one and 10 one between 11 and 20 and one between 20 and 32 Uh, yeah and you have to think that they're going to be going after a quarterback too Oh yeah, that might be the first pick they take. Uh, yeah, it could be. Yeah, no, it could be uh, Justin Herbert from Oregon. Which I'll just say this: uh, I saw Justin Herbert play live against Cal a few weeks ago, and I would be sorely disappointed if he went to the Raiders. That would make me very sad. Yeah, wasn't Elway out watching Herbert play as well at some point? That was uh, yeah, that was against um, Washington a week or a couple weeks later. Uh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the Raiders is reported that the team's uh, question, obviously questioning John Gruden's decisions, uh, because if, 
Like if you're an NFL player and it's becoming clear that your head coach, your highest paid <laughs> ever is basically tanking your fucking season when going into it, you thought you had a chance. Uh, like what do you, like how do you respond to that as a player? Oh, it's got to be infuriating. Giving a fuck. Like it's week seven. We're heading into week eight and your season's fucking done. I mean, your records, it's already done, but knowing like your coach has already given up on you and that a lot of you are probably not going to be around much longer. Uh, that is just a weird position to be in. And it's honestly one of those things that does not happen in the NFL a lot. No, this is something that happens like baseball or basketball. Like you see like teams have, this is like uh, what's happening to the Raiders right now. It's like, it's, kind of similar to what happened to the Miami Marlins when Derek Jeter took over and he traded uh, John Carlos Stan to the Yankees and Christian Yelich to the Brewers and all those guys. It's just like a fire sale and you don't see it happen very often. And if I was on the Raiders, all my, all I could think about is like, I wish I <laughs> am one of those guys that gets traded because right. like I want a chance to win now. And I mean, uh, the Cowboys aren't, um, a contender in my mind, but they have a better shot at winning than the Raiders. So this has got to be a, a win for Amari Cooper. And he's in a better chance to succeed now with the Cowboys than he was with the Raiders because, you know, the, obviously the Cowboys have a pretty poor receiving situation. Their leading receiver before this was Cole Beasley with like 350 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, but he's got to be happy that it happened. And I guess it's a win for uh, all parties involved, uh, except. The Cowboys. <laughs> except for is, probably the Cowboys. Yeah, except for one out of three. So, well, And here's the other thing. like, Just because you have a bunch of high draft picks doesn't mean you're yeah. going to hit on them. You know what I mean? The chances get better. They definitely do. Uh, but I would rather have Khalil Mack than two first-round picks. Yeah. If, you, if Gruden would have kept Khalil Mack and then traded Amari Cooper right now, and you say, oh, shit, now the Raiders have two first-round draft picks. Yeah. They've got – uh, their edge rusher, they, I mean, you don't even know if Derek Carr is their quarterback anymore, but you'd be saying, like, <laughs> they're not in a horrible position to get better quickly next year. Uh, right. And if Gruden does hit on every single one of his first three draft picks, which the other thing to bring up is Gruden does not have a great draft history. No, uh, and his first round pick, uh, his first first round pick in his new tenure with the Raiders, Colton Miller hasn't been going great either. He hasn't been playing particularly well at left tackle. Yeah, they could have had Derwin James there, um, uh, a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. But would you, right now, would you take if Elway traded Case Keenum for Derek Carr, just because assuming the, the Raiders would do it, would you take that trade? Yeah, probably. I would too. I would but, kick the tires on Carr just because he's got like so much talent, um, and he's done it before. Like he's he was basically like I think he was like a top two or three MVP candidate in 2016 before he broke his leg, and he just hasn't really been the same since. Which like the the big concern would be like uh, his back injury, the leg injury. Like he hasn't been very good under pressure uh, since then. Uh, so you yeah, well, that's the thing, it's like a right? mental thing, but and I would played, be willing to see if like a change of scenery helps that. But especially because he played his best football with Bill Musgrave, the Broncos that helps too. coordinator. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, something to consider. 
And I heard, I forget who it was on the radio today, said that because Carr has a high completion percentage in most of his games this year. I think that's like uh, just <laughs> leftover completion percentage from playing the Broncos in week two. It's Well, no, every game, I mean, he's – but like if you've watched Derek Carr, you would not say that he's lighting it up. And no. the person on the radio today said Derek Carr's been lighting it up this season. And he was just referencing, like, he's been over 70% with his – like, against – means nothing. The Seahawks in London, I think he had, like, a 73 completion percentage, but threw for 156 yards and, I think, zero touchdowns and zero picks. Like, that doesn't mean shit. Yeah, I no. Mean, if thrown a com- bunch of short passes that did nothing. If completion percentage was the most important stat, Sam Bradford would be in the Hall of Fame right now. Like – uh no the mo- the most important stat for me is yards per attempt and I don't I have a feeling I just like I have a hunch that Derek Carr is probably not very high in that category right now. My most important quarterback stat are touchdown passes. Uh mine is how many homes they have not broken into. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I set you up for that one. Just you know? bringing it full circle. The assist <laughs> for Brandon Perna. <laughs> Oh shit. Okay. Okay. There yeah, so, some other trades too. Yeah, Mari Cooper uh then Eli Apple traded to the Saints for a 4th and a 7th. Yeah. I think uh, I think it's one of the picks is next year. And oh yeah, it's like a 2019 7th or 20 yeah, 2020 7th round or some shit. Yeah. Feels weird that we're already talking about like 2020 picks. Um so the the Giants are also starting to give up. Uh, they sure are. They sure are. But they've had. There's been problems with Eli Apple in New York. Yeah. Right? No. It's it started last year. Really. Like he got suspended. Um, his mom loves to <laughs> loves to talk a lot. Annie Apple, which is a wild name. That is a great Western name. Yeah. I was just thinking. He could take down Chad Kelly. Annie Apple defeats the bad guy Chad Kelly. Yeah. Calamity Jane and Annie Apple mm. take down the outlaw Chad Kelly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Coming up on the next season of uh, Westworld. Is Eli Apple good? Uh, that's a tough question. That's, I don't know if I'm qualified to answer that, but I think he's probably worth the fourth and the seventh. Yeah, probably. I mean, the Saints are obviously trying to make their secondary a little bit better, which moves me on to the next guy, which is Patrick Peterson who wants yep. the fuck out of Arizona. <laughs> I don't blame basically, him. He's basically saying what Larry Fitzgerald uh, should have said immediately following the Steelers beating them in the Super Bowl. That's Okay, so I was saying the same thing on Thursday night. Uh, I was thinking, like, I know Larry Fitzgerald would never ask for a trade or for a release, but if you were, like, the Cardinals' front office and you know that this is probably his last year and you're whatever, like, one in six, like, wouldn't you like do him a favor and trade him to a team that is going to the playoffs? Just like, uh, I feel like it would be like the right thing to do for a guy like yeah. Larry Fitzgerald, who's just like has been so close so often, just to give him like another shot at the playoffs at least. And even that, though he that, never asked for a trade himself. Right. No, that team could be the Eagles because apparently right. they offered the the Raiders a second rounder for Amari Cooper. So that's a team looking for something at wide receiver. Yep. And I couldn't think of a better guy to bring in than Larry Fitzgerald who who would fit there. Uh you know, especially with them struggling on uh offense 
yeah. a little bit. A veteran guy like him who's still good, I think, would be decent. But the Saints, I feel like – and they probably did try to offer something for Patrick Peterson, but that's the guy they should have went all in on to bolster their secondary, not Eli Apple. And I'm not trying to factor in what kind of draft picks or money or any of these things teams have. I'm just saying if I were the Saints, Patrick Peterson would be the guy I would want. If he does get out of there, assuming Patrick Peterson's going to go to a team that's a contender, yeah. where do you think he should go? And it's not the Patriots who are supposedly interested in him. No. I swear to God, if they get him, I, I will – I don't know what I'll do, but it is it is going to be a sad day in my brain. Yeah, no, we're we're gonna to have to keep an eye on you if uh, if that happens. I was thinking about like, what if uh, Akib Talib doesn't get right and Ooh. the Rams? Ooh. I don't see the problem is I don't know if Dang the Rams it. have the draft capital anymore because I think they've like burned their first round picks for the next decade. Yeah, I don't like, think they, say they were to any offer draft like, uh, their first round pick from like 2030 to 2035. Uh, that would be interesting. I think the Packers would be an interesting choice. Oh, that's a good. Yeah, just because they are always in need of a good defender, and I feel like that's actually like a move that could. Uh, put them over the top in the NFC North and actually give them a shot to compete in the playoffs rather than just like seeing if Aaron Rodgers can just score 45 points a game right, uh, to win every week. So I think those are the two places that um, make sense for me. Yeah. Also, Kansas City is reportedly interested in him, <laughs> which I didn't actually spit makes- anything out. Yeah, he didn't spit a Chardonnay out, which makes a lot of sense. Uh, their secondary could definitely use his help. What? What is – Eric Berry has a, a heel injury. Yes. And we don't know any more than it's a heel injury. Right, yeah, no, and we should also mention that uh, before Earl Thomas broke his leg and flipped everybody off, uh, the Chiefs are trying to trade yeah. for him too, so – there's a precedent that they've been trying to get better in the secondary yeah. already this season. So if, it wouldn't if they could get, stop. if Eric Berry can get healthy this season and actually play, and then they could get Patrick Peterson, that would be scary. I think they could beat the Patriots. Another team I thought would be interesting for Patrick Peterson right now is the Texans. Interesting. Yeah. No, that would be, yeah, because they already have Teron Matthew uh, and bringing in Patrick Peterson. It's like, you know, recreating the 2015 Cardinals magic which uh couldn't right. hurt. And also I forget the names of their corners off the top of my head, but both of their corners are playing Jonathan, Yeah, Jonathan Joseph. Jonathan and Joseph is the Kevin Johnson. Okay. And they're they're both Kevin playing Johnson. pretty good. And I think when you have a defensive front like they do, your corners are going to play better. But I think if you put Patrick Peterson back there, all of a sudden they kind of turn into the Jacksonville uh Jaguars of last year. Yeah, so They have three really good corners, really good safety, a great defensive front. Um, and since they're in first place in their division right now, like yeah. that I think would make a lot of sense. But It still shocks are, me that the, that the Texans are first place in the AFC South uh, yeah, after starting off started like zero and three. three. But uh, that just goes to show how weak the AFC South has been. But, yeah, they're definitely a team that would benefit from making a – a little push at the trade deadline for sure. 
So we have really, I think we just nailed that. Uh, let's do your, yeah. your finish off your hate list and then we'll, yeah, pick, all, we'll pick all the games. Okay. Um, so the hate list, we gave 10 through six last week. Um, I'll recap it for everybody. Smart. Uh, at Smart. number 10, I had Odell Beckham Jr., not Odell Beckham Sr. I do not hate him as far as I know yet. His Odell Beckham's father is just uh, he's just a pleasant guy to be around. Yeah, no, he never he never makes it about himself. Uh, he never causes a fuss. He's very kind to kicking nets. Love Odell Beckham <laughs> Sr. Number nine, I had Philip Rivers. Uh, and again, I I didn't have any of his children, any of his thirty seven children, just Philip Rivers himself. Uh, number eight, Richard Sherman. Number seven, Julian Edelman. Number six, Large Ben Roethlisberger. There you go. Which leads me to number five, on the hate list. Hate is a strong word, but I really, really don't like these players. Number five, Tyreek Hill. Ooh. <laughs> Shots fired. Of Tyreek reformed, Hill. Reformed. He's paid his price. He's paid his price, Will. You know what? You're right. He served uh, absolutely no jail time for <laughs> beating his pregnant girlfriend. Uh, so, you know what? He's a changed But they're man. engaged now. They're engaged and he's being a good father, Will. Oh, yeah, because anybody who understands anything about domestic violence knows that uh, uh, the woman not leaving the situation uh, proves that everything is everything fine. Is fine. No, yeah, everything is good. Um, so I, I always love it when people make that argument. See, he wouldn't have made the top five if not for prosecuting the Patriots fan that threw a yeah. beer against them. And normally uh, – Know your role. Normally, when people prosecute Patriots fans, uh, that's a that's a plus in my book. That is like uh, as far as I'm concerned to get yeah. 100% support. <laughs> yeah, no, you're probably going to heaven if you uh, prosecute a Patriots fan for any type of crime. But Tyree Kill, uh, that's a case of pretty bad self awareness on his part, uh, in my opinion. So that's why I had to get him at five. Yeah, that's a glass house. Stone throwing. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a stone's throw away to a to a, a glass a glass to a glass ceiling. <laughs> a stone's throw away from a glass ceiling where that grass is green. Absolutely correct. That's <laughs> that's how the saying goes. Old Tyree Kill. Um, so let's move on to number four. And number four, uh, I've it's actually kind of two players, but um, one of them's not playing right now. Uh, but. It is Michael and Martellus Bennett. Oh, Michael disagree. Bennett disagree. still playing. This one's going to be controversial. Uh, Michael Bennett still plays for the Eagles. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of him. Uh, I think his children's books, uh, although I'll, I'll admit I've never read them, they're, they probably kind of suck. And um, I think it's just, Martellus Bennett does the children's books. Uh, everything. I just lump them together on everything. They're like the original Jalen Ramsey. Uh, they did an interview like a long time ago where I think it was like Mina Kimes from ESPN just asked them rapid fire their opinion on all these NFL players. And they're just like trash, trash, trash. She's good. Trash, trash, trash. I hate when, I don't know. I don't like when, um, I don't like when players like publicly, I know you love it. I don't like when players like publicly 
criticize other players, uh, especially ones that they don't know or, like, have relationships with because I think that's unfair. Uh, and that kind of, like, violates the, the NFL code or brotherhood or whatever. Um, no, so I don't, really, I don't really like that. Uh, but And then Michael Bennett had the thing where he was accused of uh, pushing an elderly woman down uh, at Super Bowl 51, which I don't know. Uh, that hasn't been proven or not proven to be true. Uh, I just want to point out that the allegations are out there. So I don't really have anything more to say about that. But I heard Michael Bennett. I, f- I feel like I hear him on a podcast like every single week. Uh, I'll just point out he's probably not coming on this podcast uh, if he hears this. But I'll get him on. He <laughs> Please I don't after him. this. Please don't. I've, I've read most of his book. <laughs> you didn't finish uh, like a 25-page children's book? No, Michael Bennett wrote a real book. <laughs> Martellus Bennett does oh, the kids' are there, Yeah, well, are there pictures in, uh, in this real book? No, there are lots of words, Will. And actually, I think you would find it interesting. We'll see about that. Maybe it would change your opinion on the man. And I think it's kind of funny, the guy who came up with a hate list <laughs> criticizing players for talking smack. Um, uh, it's hard to argue. I can understand where you're coming from, but uh, I actually like the Bennett brothers. And I really, really respect the pursuit of Martellus Bennett's creative endeavors. Okay, I okay. I will never forgive Martellus Bennett for uh, playing for the Patriots, That's winning the fair. Super Bowl one That's year for the Patriots, criticism. going to the Packers, uh, starting the whole thing with the Packers training staff, uh, allegedly going on IR or a season being over, whatever, not playing due to injury, uh, then like forcing a release and then sign, signing with the Patriots again. That was some LeGarrette Blunt shit, and I didn't appreciate that at all. And I know you're on my side there. Yeah. Anything that benefits the Patriots, I am 100% against. Would you like to point out what you're doing there? I hope you're petting a cat, but I really can't be sure. uh, That's probably distracting. (laughs) I just don't know what you're doing. I stuck a a video tripod thing against my file cabinet and just impressed with how well it stuck to it. I'm glad you clarified that that was a tripod and not, not something a cat. else. <laughs> All right, number two. Where's number two? Well, you jumped the gun a little bit because we're on number three. Okay. Uh, well, you so, tricked me two people. Yeah. Number three. Number three. Uh, people might be surprised that he's this low, especially when it's me, Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs quarterback. And let me just say that he has the potential – uh, to jump on this list next year when I reprise the hate list for 2019. But Patrick Mahomes, um, I fucking get it that he threw the ball with his left hand that one time. You don't need to bring it up on every episode of Sunday NFL Countdown and every episode of, uh, of NFL Live and NFL Matchup and NFL Insiders and Game Day and Game Day Prime. I know that he threw his ball, th- threw the ball with his left hand. Uh, I was there. I saw it. So – Find a new slant, media. Fair enough. I'm tired of him. His voice sounds like uh, if Ray Romano got stabbed in the throat with a soldering iron uh, and tried to <laughs> drink water while speaking. It's horrible. It's horribly offensive, and I can't listen to any of it. And he's also really fucking good, and it pisses me off. <laughs> Everybody loves Pat. 
bum, bum. Well, yeah, it's Seinfeld. No, it's I'm not gonna. Yeah, Fox. I'm not gonna. Uh, I'm not gonna stick up for Mahomes. Um, Good. Yeah, I, I would hope not. I know he. I'm. I know. I know. I'm gonna hate him. So uh, I'll give you a pass there. Number two. It's just gonna take time. Like we said, most things we're behind on most things by seven weeks. Uh, in this case, it's you that's behind seven weeks. Seven um, years behind. I hope not. Number two. This one is going to be crazy. Fuck you, Tom Brady. Number two on the hate I don't, list. I don't know how that's not number one. Well, I don't know I how know. that's not number one. Uh, it might be clickbait that I'm putting him at two and not one. I think I know who your number but, one is going to be now. But uh, – yeah, give me your reasons why you would hate Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, who could hate this man? Do I have to say it? Like, I, it feels pretty – I don't – like, I hate him so much that I don't even remember why I hate him at this point. Oh, yeah, that's it's just, good. It's been – it's that's like in my – spot to be in. That's it's in my DNA. It's in my D- – I feel like growing up, uh, my whole family – and the men in my family, at least, hated Tom Brady. The women in my family were like, wow, oh, he's so handsome, which only caused me to hate him more. Uh, he dumped um, what's her, Bridget Moynihan, which who could who could dump Bridget Moynihan? That's uh, um, that's a hateable offense on its own. Even if he wasn't an NFL player, uh, he's the luckiest quarterback of all time. His entire legacy is built on the Tuck Rule. Uh, he's a system quarterback. He doesn't throw the ball more than five yards down the field. He's benefited from uh, one of the greatest wide receivers of all time. Uh, Randy Moss, and one of the greatest tight ends of all time, Rob Gronkowski. Uh, all of his Super Bowl wins, you could argue, uh, shouldn't have happened. Uh, Spygate for the Rams Super Bowl. Uh, for the Panthers Super Bowl, John Casey kicking it out of bounds. Uh, for the Eagles Super Bowl, Donovan McNabb throwing up and Andy Reid not knowing how to manage the clock. Uh, for the Seahawks Super Bowl, obviously uh, not running the ball with Marshawn Lynch. And for the Falcons Super Bowl, uh, roughly a million things that they could have done differently, uh, all would, <laughs> all of which would have secured the win uh, up twenty-eight to three. So uh, <laughs> that's my reasoning for Tom Brady. Also, he's got a stupid face. Mm. So your last point might be your best. Tom one. Brady, the stupidest face I've ever seen. Uh, so you think you know who my number one is? Uh, would you like to take a stab at it? I kind of hinted at it in the comment section last week, but oh, I didn't read that. Uh, you want to take a take a go at it? I feel like you're going to go Jalen Ramsey. No, it's not oh. Jalen Ramsey. He didn't make my list. I thought about it. Oh. Um, I'm yeah. Now I think about it, like I'm. I probably would have given a week just because seeing like how he's handled handled the losses of the over the last two weeks, he probably would have made the cut. Um, yeah, that's the thing. When you when you talk this shit and then you get the shit kicked out of you, uh, you gotta yeah, you, you gotta, gotta have like a sense of humor or something. Just be like, like yeah, right? you're like, yeah, you gotta what, be stand up about it at least. What makes the trash talk fun is that you think that there's some tongue in cheek about it. Yeah, but then when you can't like when and I know like in the NFL losing sucks, but if you can't like poke a little fun at yourself or say something. That's when you go, ah, come on, come on, do something funny, and then they never do. Can't can't take the heat. Uh, get out of the kitchen. 
as they say, as the before the glass goes. ceiling breaks. Before, yeah, and the stone breaks the glass ceiling uh, you, of the house. Right. Yep. And you turn another leaf on the other side of the the green grass. Country anyway, smiles. my number one is Travis Kelsey. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I hate everything about him. Uh, I hate that he's like a wannabe Gronk. Uh, I hate that he always kills the Broncos. I hate his stupid earrings. I hate his stupid fucking haircut. I hate his stupid face. I hate his stupid reality show. Uh, I hate his voice. Um, I hate his celebrations. I really just hate everything about him. Uh, I hate that his name's Travis. I hate that his last name's Kelsey. Uh, I hate that he's a worse version of his brother. Um, I hate that. I. What more can I say? That's uh, what's weird. Is I really his brother is very cool. Yeah, I brother agree. Very cool. I agree. Uh, and there tends to be one cool brother and one not so cool brother. And it's like Travis the cool Kelsey brother, the brother, and then the brother who tries to be cool, right? Yep. Yeah. No. Uh, he's Thank like God I never had a brother because I know <laughs> which fucking one I would have been. Uh, unfortunately, I know which side I'm on. Uh, right. <laughs> In my brother to brother relationship, yeah, you like you've got you know you've got Bryant Gumble who's uncool, and then you've got Greg Gumble who's cool. Uh, you've got Peyton Manning who's cool, and Eli who's uncool. Somewhat, or maybe Cooper's the cool one in that situation. I don't know, but uh, Travis Kelsey is definitely the uncool one. Um, the greatest thing ever was like Von Miller flipping him over a few years ago. Oh yeah, that was uh, cool. Remember that gif that was going around for like a month about him like uh pantomiming doing the jackanet thing. Oh yeah, I pistol. used that gif like in twenty episodes. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh yeah, no. That that's when I funny, that's when I go, like, maybe I like Travis Kelsey. <laughs> yeah. But he didn't like he didn't do that like ironically. Like that was just like he's just a douchebag. That's the only, like, that's, yeah. he well, is that's the perfect his... example of a douchebag. He is, like, when you open the dictionary and you find out that somehow uh, Webster's Dictionary has included the word douchebag uh, in its newest edition, you will see his picture, even though I don't think they do pictures. But you'd see his picture, you'd see his stupid face, his stupid fade haircut, and his stupid earrings. And that concludes your hate list? That concludes it, yep. For now, for this season. Yeah, oh, yeah, check back in in 2019. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's revised every year. Um, People will be clamoring for that, I'm assuming. I would hope so. I would hope so. All right, well, let's uh, pick these games and yep. get, get the, the fuck out, hell of out of here. So. Oh, yeah, so we'll start with Thursday Night Football, which will be happening tonight, even uh, though today is yesterday. <laughs> You're confusing me. Um, first of all, I'd like to point out uh, on the records, our records, uh, we both uh, went 10-4 and four last week. Damn it! Yeah. You know who screwed me? Or the one that I was mad about? was the Which Panthers. One? was the Panthers scoring 21 answered points against the Eagles. The Eagles yeah. had that game. That one got you. And I was that like, man, I can't wait to tell Will how right I was about <laughs> the Eagles. And then it just went to hell. The ones that you missed, here's the thing, the ones that you missed were the closest games. I know. You missed Cleveland, who should have at least tied. Philadelphia, who was up 17 points. Chicago, who was a yard away from going to overtime after that. No, they were. I knew I I wasn't going to win that one, though. Uh, And then Dallas, who missed the field goal at the end with Brett Maher. So 
God. I picked yeah. the Cowboys to win? Say what you will, but I picked – well, I also picked the Browns. Um, and I picked the Titans, so maybe my point uh, doesn't make as much sense. But I picked the Jaguars, who lost by a billion, and the 49ers, who also lost by a billion. So yeah. at least when I pick, uh, like, I get it entirely wrong. Also, yeah. just – for the Broncos Chiefs game, the Broncos and Chiefs both defeated their last opponent 45 to 10. Just throwing that out there. Makes you think. What does that mean? Could mean a lot of things. We're not going to figure it We're out headed today. For a 45 45 tie is what that means. <laughs> yes. It could happen. Okay. Hey. Uh, Thursday night game. <laughs> Thursday night game. Uh, Dolphins at Texans. Oh, this one I feel like is easy. Brock Osweiler versus his former team. Yeah, I feel like this is an easy Texans win. Oh, I thought you were going to say Dolphins. No, we know we already discussed Brocktober last one week. Um, no, you're right. Yeah, the Hunter. Also, I don't trust Brock. Over. I don't. I don't trust Brock in a vengeance game. No, absolutely not. I think he's not. like. Uh, I think he's naturally like just too nice of a guy. Like he doesn't have that fucking evil spirit inside of him where he just wants to destroy the team that begot him. Or whatever yeah. Bible calls it. I was like, you know what? They they gave me a chance. Uh, they paid me they a lot of money. A lot of money. They're they're very kind to me. Uh, he's How could you nice be mad at somebody who's given you like over twenty million dollars? Uh, try like fifty million dollars for Brock. Yeah, well, I don't. I don't know. Considering like, the, I think the was. the Browns ended up giving him a lot of that money too. Uh, anyway, but yeah. Anyway, that's a long way of saying that I'm picking that I'm picking the the, the Texans. Texans. To win this game. So we're both on uh, Houston there. All right. Eagles at Jaguars. This is a London game. Oh, so the London town. 6.30 a.m. for me, 7.30 a.m. for you. Isn't Uh, Bortles undefeated in London? Yeah, he's 3-0. His last three games at Wembley. Blew out the the Ravens last year. I'm going to go with the Eagles. Still think they're, like, just waiting to find their rhythm. I don't fucking know. I think the Jags are spinning out of control. They feel to me like they look like the Broncos after they won the Super Bowl and things yeah. unravel. To go downhill. Except the Jags obviously didn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I Yeah, as much as I want to kind of change it up, I'm going to go with the I'd love to get back well. on that Jag train. I would love, yeah, to, no, be would love to be dragging off sooner or later. I don't see it happening this week against the Eagles. Uh, should we discuss like that thing that Malcolm Jenkins said about Colin Kaepernick and Blake Bortles? Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that was funny. We're gonna put that in the picks episode. But, okay, yeah, uh, we'll tune we'll into the picks episode for that. It's a little teaser for you. So we call the a teaser in the biz, which we are definitely in. Uh, Ravens at Panthers. Oh, this Ravens is coming off of a loss. Panthers yeah. coming off of a comeback win. That's a good game. Yep. Uh, the Ravens barely lose to the Saints last week. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Okay. I think they're I'm a better take, team. I'm going to uh, take – I'm sorry. I got to respect the Panthers, though. I haven't given them respect. Panthers. They're, yeah. they're coming together. Yep. Carolina, you have received one respect from Brandon Perna. North Carolina, <laughs> don't, take your shirt off. Don't spend it all in one place. Please don't. Uh, <laughs> I'll be spending that one shoot buck. <laughs> uh, Jets at Bears. Ooh, 
taking the Bears. Yeah, I'm going to take the Bears too. But I feel like the Bears are going to make this game closer than it should be. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Khalil Mack, uh, nobody's really ankle. been talking about it, but he's ankle had, injury. Yeah, ankle injury, three tackles, and precisely zero sacks in the last two weeks. So yeah, I think the ankle injury is the big reason why. And I like to think he's just because he's not as good as Von Miller, but that's fine. That's but if we say that, then we can't keep both things can be Gruden. true. We can't rip Gruden if we're if we start to say Khalil Mack. No, injury. no, no, because. Uh, <laughs> There's no consistency in my takes. Okay, and people should know that ahead Long of time. Longer up front about it. Yeah. Who do they, who do people think I am? Uh, stringing these things together. There is absolutely no consistency. Uh, we're both taking the Bears. Uh, Buccaneers at Bengals, possibly the worst uniform matchup Ooh. of all time. Bengals shit the bed against the Chiefs. Buccaneers barely get a win against the Browns. I'm going Bengals at home, and that's the only reason I'm picking them. Yeah, same here. Uh, didn't really like what I, I saw think, the Bucks last week. I think what happened with Tampa Bay, their defensive coordinator got fired, and sometimes when that happens, the the like the like whether it's offense or defense, that unit Get a little plays, boost. Yeah, they play really well for one week, and then they return to sucking. So I think that'll happen. Yep. Seahawks at Lions. Oh shit! I started to look at this game. Sneaky good pass defenses here. Right now, Lions, fourth best pass defense in the league, and Seahawks first. Um, it's surprising. Yeah, it's surprising. Uh, Especially gonna, with Earl Thomas out for the Seahawks. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Lions. I want to – I think if they keep their running game going, they might be legit. Okay. Maybe. Yeah, carry on Johnson, uh, 200-yard games for the – two or three for the Lions this year. It's kind of been – Big. The best running back there since – uh, Who's that dude for the Dodgers that looks like Tormond? Who? Tormond from Game of is, Thrones. The hell is that? Do you watch Game All of Thrones? No, not really. All oh I know is that – Oh, my God. You're doing a it. TV podcast and you haven't watched Game of Thrones? I watch the shows that matter. Oh, fuck you. Well, okay. Someone else on the show watches Game of Thrones, so we're wow. covered. Okay. All I know is Chris Taylor for the Dodgers, who plays left field and center field, looks like Joe Flacco. Oh, interesting. So you'll notice that when you see Chris Taylor make a play in the outfield. Handsome, handsome devil. Yeah. Okay, games. You, who are you taking, the Lions? No, I'm taking the Seahawks. Okay. Redskins, Giants. Give me the Skins. The Redskins. <laughs> yeah, no ex- explanation needed. Uh, do you think they're ever going to bench Eli? No. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> I think there's just like some type of unwritten. You never bench there. a Manning unless it's hey. against the Chiefs. Yeah, then you win the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, no, there's they need to like. Oh, that would be the greatest thing if they benched Eli and then they won the Super Bowl. That's that's gonna be tough. Uh, I think that the Broncos were like seven and two when they did that, so. Yeah. It's going to be harder to win the Super Bowl. Exactly why it would be awesome, Will. Starting off one and six, but that's just me. I'll take the skins, and we got what, Browns-Steelers? The Browns-Steelers. The the first matchup was a tie. Yeah, I'll take the Steelers. I'm going to take the Steelers, too. We're matching up. It's making me uncomfortable how much uh, we're overlapping here. but We're both going to get them all right this week. Colts-Raiders. Give me the Colts. Easy. 
Yeah, I guess yeah, I have to take the Colts too. Um, this one's tough. This next one's hard. 49ers Cardinals. Not hard for me. I'm taking the 49ers. You're on that beat hard train, huh? Oh, he beats it hard. Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Niners too. Yeah, I don't think you can. The Cardinals just look like a train wreck. Um, them, the Giants, and the Raiders are all just battling it out for the first pick. Yeah. Uh, Packers at Rams. Mm. One of the three best games of the week, mm. I think. Give me the Packers to give the Rams their first loss. Uh, I like it. I like it. So you're saying Aaron Rodgers will be beating Goff. If anybody, if anybody should beat Goff, it's fucking Aaron Rodgers aw, coming off the bye week. Ah, see, I didn't think about that. Um, He's saving such just a load of victory to beat Goff. (laughs) He's ready. He's he's getting restless. Uh, He's getting antsy. He can't wait to beat Goff. He he just can't wait until he's got like 10 10 or 15 minutes by himself so he can beat Goff. Uh, All that said, I'm taking the Rams. Probably the smart pick. They're seven and a half. How do you pick against them? Ooh. All right. Good Sunday Saints, night game. Saints and Vikings, a very good Sunday night game. Saints, Vikes, both team, both teams hot. Hot as hell. Uh, okay, so the Saints struggle against the Ravens. Ravens have a good defense. Vikings have a good defense. They get Everson Griffin back. Uh, shit. I'm going to – I'm going to pick the Vikings to win again. Yeah, that's what I'm taking as well. Uh, if this was in New Orleans, I would say – Yeah, I would pick the Saints. I would take the Saints, but uh, it's not, so I'm not. I um, hope the Saints win because I kind of want them to be in the NFC Championship game. And yeah, I if think they Rams, win, then it will make me think they could win. Yeah, I think the Vikings are st- are starting to figure themselves out a little bit. And it, it really does help that Everson Griffin's coming back. Yeah, um, and Latavius Murray's find that like they're giving him yeah. the ball and he's Yeah. With the we, don't, we don't really know if like Dalvin Cook's ever going to be healthy, but yeah. uh, if he is at some point, um I feel like this team has a very high uh glass ceiling. Um, and we're not uh, we're, we're not going to do that again. Uh <laughs> Uh, from a great Sunday night game to a horrible Monday night game, Patriots at Bills. Give me the Patri- Bill Patriots. <laughs> yeah. This should be this yeah. has this is going to be like a forty-five to ten. It's going to be a forty-five to ten, just like the Chiefs over the Bengals. Yeah. Okay. Here's my problem with this game. Uh, last week with Giants Falcons, ESPN didn't know any better. Uh, they would have assumed that this was that that was going to be a good game before the season, uh, before everything went to shit for both teams. This game, you can't see this on the schedule and be like, "Yeah, this should be a Monday night yeah. game." How could you ever assume that the Bills uh, are going to be competitive with the Patriots this late in the season? Yeah. And now they've got Derek Anderson playing quarterback for them. Well, the uh, problem is you can't put the Patriots up against any of their divisional opponents in prime time and assume it's going to be a good game. No. That's no, no, also no. another reason to knock Tom Brady. Never had the any only, competition yeah, in his No, own. the Patriots, you're exactly right. Uh, the Patriots should only play in primetime against the Chiefs, in my opinion. 
uh, otherwise, or the Broncos. True. In certain years. Only in years when we're good. Um, Only in years where we have Peyton Manning. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we're just waiting for him or to Brock come Osweiler. Back. <laughs> I, you joke about it, but now with Chad Kelly being released, nah. how's one of the best games ever? Uh, but yeah, now with Chad Kelly being released, you just never know. So never know. Be careful. Uh, but yeah, I'm taking the Patriots, and I All feel right. pretty good about it. So uh, we picked one different game, basically, one or two. Uh, let's see, one, two, three, hmm. three, three games. It's not bad. Not it's the not bad, great, but like uh, the later we get into the season, like the easier it gets to pick games, in my opinion. Yeah, because you know who teams are by that time. Yeah, yeah, you know what you're doing. Um, yeah. All right. all right. Well, we've that's, made it. Through, we've made it through a podcast. That's all we got. Long who would have thought that we made it here. Uh, all right. Thanks for listening. Follow Will on Twitter at Willkey6 for the three people who already follow him and have made it for the whole <laughs> podcast. Bye. Yeah, see you guys.